Daily Reflections is an exciting opportunity to deepen our faith in Jesus, to allow the gospel message of the day to penetrate the very core of our being. My friends, I invite you to allow the Lord of life to guide you, to give you the courage to live as dynamic disciples. Let's offer this day to the way, the truth, and the life. Today we celebrate the sixth Sunday of Easter, and we begin with Psalm 66. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Together. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing praise to the glory of his name. Proclaim his glorious praise. Say to God, how tremendous are your deeds. Let all on earth worship and sing praise to you. Sing praise to your name. Come and see the works of God, his tremendous deeds among the children of Adam. He has changed the sea into dry land. Through the river they passed on foot. Therefore, let us rejoice in him. He rules by his might forever. Hear now all you who fear God, while I declare what he has done for me. Blessed be God who refused me not my prayer or his kindness. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Together, let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Our gospel for today is taken from John chapter 14, verse 15 to 21. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. What a most beautiful gospel we have before us today. And one of the, the phrases that really uh, just stands out for me today is the whole area that we're not orphans. You know, what is an orphan? To be an orphan is to be without parents. You know, the parents either died or, or gave them up for adoption. You know, I went to the Orphan Life Foundation webpage and came upon this description. This is what the typical orphanage is like. It says, waking up in an unfamiliar place, surrounded by new faces, with everyone telling you, it's your home now. Waking up every day with a gut-wrenching feeling of loneliness with children who also feel alone and helpless. Going to bed every night not knowing how many days, weeks, months, or even years you have to spend there without experiencing the love and support of a parental figure. Spending each day in the hope of someone to adopt you and make you a part of their family. 
You know, orphanages kind of deprive children of a sense of permanency. The orphan knows what it is to be deserted, forsaken. We have probably all seen Little Orphan Annie. And I think we did that play even here at St. Anthony uh, a a few years ago. And in that play, there's a, a beautiful song that is very touching. It's called Maybe, in which Annie desperately longs for her parents to return to the orphanage and take her home. My friends, even Jesus knew what it was like to be an orphan. Jesus cried out from the cross, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was at this point that Jesus identified with our own human condition. His pain must have been excruciating. He knew what it felt like to be orphaned. Jesus rose from the dead, however, to let us know that he saved all of us from being in that place, from being orphans. When an orphan is welcomed, accepted into a family home, there is love, and the child welcomes this love. You know, one child said to me, it is good that I have a place I can call home. I'm no longer an orphan. In our gospel message for today, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his ascension into heaven. And this leaving or departing from their sight is obviously sad, and the disciples might have a, a feeling of emptiness without Jesus. But Jesus says some very comforting words. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I will not leave you orphans. My brothers and sisters, as children of God, we are personally loved and accepted. Jesus promises the gift of another advocate, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit remains with you and will be in you. It is here in the church that we come to know that no matter what you might be experiencing, you are in God's hands. The Spirit is with you. The disciples would come to understand, would continue, but in a new and different way. This is how you and I have a relationship with Jesus. We are called to open our hearts to this advocate who will be with us always. I like what we are told in the Acts of the Apostles about the people in Samaria. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who went down and and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for it had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. In preparation for the Holy Spirit, you and I must, I think, first follow Jesus' opening statement today. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. Notice the conjunction, and, following the statement, keeping the commandments. 
Jesus wants us to know how important it is to, to show your love for him, to live your love. The commandments, especially the great commandment, to love God and neighbors is key to, to receiving the Holy Spirit. In this love, Jesus asked the Father for what is important on our behalf. God the Father and God the Son will send God the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus refers as another advocate. An advocate is someone who works on our behalf. The Holy Spirit gives us comfort and counsels us in all of our decisions. You know, in our diocesan presbyteral council, it is a council that kind of advises the, the, the bishop. It's made up of, of priests. It's one of uh, the bishop's many councils to help him in his decision-making. And the chair of our presbyteral council and his committee decided that we need to bring the issues that we face to prayer in order to allow the Holy Spirit to counsel us and guide us in our recommendations to the, spirit, to the bishop. The Spirit advocates for all of us. Now, our advocate is the opposite of the devil, who does not advocate but accuses. This is how the devil is labeled. You know, in the very last book of the Bible, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, we hear, And I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have salvation and power come and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his anointed. For the accuser of our brothers is cast out, who accuses them before our God day and night. As we follow the commandments, living our love for God, the Holy Spirit, our advocate, guides us in our struggles and in our decisions. The Holy Spirit brings us healing and comfort. My brothers and sisters, the presence of the Holy Spirit is a crucial part of life in Christ. Jesus is letting his disciples know that that is all of us as well, to know that God will be with us always. That's beyond the grave in eternity. As we heard last week, a place is being prepared for us in heaven. Now is the time that we all begin to prepare for the reception of the Spirit as a world, a nation, a diocese, and as our local parish community. I encourage all of us to pray. It's exactly what the disciples did when the Spirit came upon the apostles. You know, Cardinal Ranerio Cantalamesa, who is the retreat master for uh, Pope Francis and, and many popes before him, helping us to prepare for Pentecost, said this, the Holy Spirit cannot be bought. One can only implore it through prayer. Jesus himself bound the gift of the Holy Spirit in prayer, saying, as bad as you are, you know how to give good things to your children. How much more then will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so during these next two weeks, every day, in the morning, at noon, and in the evening, I want us to just spend a moment in prayer saying, come Holy Spirit, come fill us with your grace that we may see clearly 
and to live in the reality that, that I'm not an orphan. I'm not an orphan. I belong to you. You are at my side. Let these words flow from your heart. We're not alone in this church. We're not forgotten. We are loved. Come, Holy Spirit. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.